All right, um, Sumati, when I mute yourself. Good morning, Guru Maharaj. Good morning. Um, I was having a discussion the other day with an old friend of mine, and I remember hearing from early on being a devotee that um, in the spiritual world, Mother Jasoda's relationship with Krishna is quite different because he's Her universe just disappears, just evaporates. <laughs> yeah. Her she was big, I, I mean, I know. Local, I think uh, she was yeah. wondering about it so much that she, she, she just uh, vanished with it. Well, I can yeah. finish her question because I know what her question is that she was with it. Be careful. Okay. <laughs> Her question is that she was talking to a devotee and this devotee was very um, shocked to hear that um, Krishna doesn't have babyhood pastimes in Golok. And um, so she was, so Sumati, I think, was going to ask you that's for confirmation and where would we find that to mm. confirm it so she can share it with this devotee. Right. Yeah, there are basically, from a broader um, philosophical point of view, there are different uh, perspectives. And that broader philosophical uh, view is the difference between the prakat and the aprakat lila, between the manifest lila as it appears within time and space from time to time, and that manifestation of the Leela that uh, doesn't come within the purview of our uh, sensual, mental, intellectual uh, experience. <clears throat> so two realms, prakat, aprakat, manifest, we call it an unmanifest. And they, a, a strong point of the philosophy is that they are, they're not different. <clears throat> And what is meant by that is, it, is that they're, they're driven by the same bhavas. Mm -hmm. um, Krishna has childhood pastimes, Kumar, uh, boyhood pastimes, Poganda, and adolescent pastimes, Kishore. And um, he does not appear to age beyond Kishore. So he's Nabu Kishore. He's always a ever fresh a, uh, adolescent. Mm -hmm. um, and that means even when he goes to Mathura in the Prakat Leela and Dwarka, he remains a Kishore. From that, you can understand that in the Prakat Leela, his childhood, Kumar and his boyhood Pogandalilas are an exclusive, uh, exclusively uh, the uh, manifest in 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 Braj. They're obviously they're not manifest in Mathura or or Dwarka. So it's a, it's a, it is a unique feature of the Braj Lila, his childhood, 
in his in his boyhood, his adolescence as well, but his adolescence, as I say, continues on to mature and to work in the Prakat Lila. Mm -hmm. um, I think as I what I'm saying here from the broader perspective is that all the leelas that manifest in this world are manifest in the other world, if you will, the spiritual world, the paravyom, in essence, in, in form and precision and exactness. Well, perhaps not. There, there's a very um, interesting uh, feature of the uh, Gaudiya philosophy that uh, comes to mind that uh, no one has really sought to fully like resolve. Hmm? And that is with regard to the nature of eternity. Because in eternity, there's no past, there's no present, there's no future. There's just eternal time. Hmm? And so, and, and that's different than everlasting, right? It means eternal means no beginning and no end. So Gaudiya Vaishnavism says that, uh, that Krishna Leela is eternal. Krishna is eternal, right? He has no beginning, he has no end. He has Leelas, they're eternal. All of them are eternal. They have no beginning and no end. But the other and somewhat contradictory feature of Gaudiya philosophy is that, that Krishna is constantly always uh, more fully discovering himself. So there's, there's beginning in eternity. The way that I've resolved this is through the term uh, Navanutana uh, or Nitya, I should say, Nityanutana. Nityanutana means that Krishna and his Leelas, etc., uh, are eternally new. <laughs> so they're eternally new. Uh, that that includes both, right? And they, they seem to be contradictory, but if you have something that's new and it's eternally new, well, eternally fresh is another way of saying it. So this is very um, interesting concept and uh, very different from a, a static idea, if you will, of eternity. So what I'm saying then relative to the question is that in essence, the Prakat Leela and the Aprakat Leela are the same, but at the same time, the, the, the Leela is always fresh and, and, and new and, and Leelas may be performed different, same Leelas differently. They're not bound by history, uh, um, so on and so forth. Um, so while some of our Gaudiya theologians say that Krishna in Braj is always a kishore in the unmanifest apricot nitya lila 
Um, others say that no, his his childhood and his um, boyhood are also present. I think that those that say only his kishore are emphasizing that feature and speaking about it relative to their experience. So someone can enter Goloka, Vrindavan, Braj from slightly different angles uh, that constitute their particular cultivation of bhakti. If you cultivate from the from the Sakya point of view or from the Madhuri point of view and about Salya point of view, then you're going to get a slightly different uh, experience. I've likened it sometimes to a theater in which, you know, these modern day theaters, you go in, there's like 10 movies going on at the same time, just depends which door that you go in, you know. Um, they're always they're always just going over and over again, right? Um, uh, so not that everybody experiences each and every leela, but relative to their sadhana, they're going to enter into a particular prakash and that's going to be their experience. Then they'll report on that if, if that's, you know, um, a service that uh, comes their way. And in reporting about it, then they may emphasize that Krishna is only, for example, a kishore. Hmm. Um, so when, with that emphasis there, it would seem like his childhood pastimes are not uh, uh, present. Um, uh, uh, Kavi Karnapur makes this type of uh, emphasis. And in relation to that, then he says that one of the reasons for the Prakat Leela is that so that Krishna could take birth and Mother Yasoda can actually have a son and the experience of, give, of giving birth and so forth, because that's not happening in, in, uh, in the apricot. Um, uh, so, whereas Vishwanath Chakapitakur, for example, in his, I think he uh, cites a verse, if I remember correctly, from uh, Lagu Bhagavatamrita of Rupa Goswami within his own book, called Lagu Bhagavatamrita, not Lagu Bhagavatamrita, excuse me, um, uh, Bhagavatamrita Khan, I think it's called. So it's like a, a little condensed version of the, of the um, uh, Briyat Bhagavatamrita, which is related to the Lagu Bhagavatamrita, one by Sanatana, one by Rupa Goswami. Anyway, he cites a verse from Lagu Bhagavatamrita, which he understands to imply that all of the Leo, the Kumar Leelas, the Praganda Leelas, and the Kishwaris are all present in uh, in Aprakat in you know some form. Hmm. Um, let's take, for example, Krishna interacting with demons. Well, that's more relative to the Prakat realm, but some semblance of that will will be there in the Aprakat Leela as well, because certain bhavas arise from that. Hmm. Um, Mother Yasoda can experience Bhayankar, you know, the rasa of fear. She's not fearful of Krishna, fearful that something might happen to Krishna. So, um, and all these rasas, all these ratis, all these bhavas are present. So in that sense, in some form or another, 
Satan, they, uh, um, the entirety, if you will, is uh, of the, in the essence of the Kumar, the, the Boganda and the Kishore leaders are present in the spiritual world. Another, of course, way to look at that is also that the excellences, if you will, of the Kumar Leela are present in the Poganda Leela, hmm? along with the excellences of the Poganda Leela. And the, those two excellences are present in the Kishore Leelas of Krishna, hmm? along with the excellences of Kishore. So all three are present in the Kishore. And then according to your Bob, you're going to draw from them. Mm -hmm. Just like a mother, you know, her husband, her son may become a great person, let's say he becomes the president. I've given that example before. But she just thinks of him as, you know, her son, you know, and the president's just a separate, you know, an extra add-on. She only sees him um, through the lens of her Vatsalia. Um, so in that sense, the, the childhood perspective um, is, is there. Of course, the past and Leela's will be different. Mm -hmm. But um, but they're also present there, um, the childhood pastimes. Um, and um, I should mention also that the, 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 one of the beauties of the Pogandawila that's very central to Sakiras is that, as I say, the, spe the, 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 the uh, uh, special features of the Kumar Leela that make him attractive are present along with those of the Pogandalila. But when the Pogandalila reaches its middle stage, from beginning, middle to end, in the middle stage, the Kishore excellences of, of, of his adolescence start to manifest in his Poganda. So Poganda is very special in that it includes um, um, from, 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 from both sides. But that's just a point. Uh, as, as an aside here, but overall, uh, there are, as I say, there are different opinions with regard to exact details. Does he actually take birth there or is that played out that Vatsalya, aspect of Vatsalya Bhav only in the Prakat Leela? If we say it's only here, it doesn't mean it's not there in, in that the essence of it's not there, the Bhav is, uh, is, is there. So there's kind of a yes and a no um, answer uh, to, um, to the question, but that there is a door that you can go in. Yeah. And you can experience, I would say, um, I would concur with Vishwanachakati Thakur there and experience the childhood, uh, um, Leela's and stay there for forever. Hmm? Now that's not the particular window or Prakash, if you will, that the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya emphasizes. Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya emphasizes the window of the Prakat Leela, or like if you look at it, a movie like that, stop the frame right there. Hmm? And, you know, using the movie analogy, if you will, or metaphor, then the Prakat Leela is a trailer, you know, and to, to excite you to go there. And then when I go there, I'm gonna say stop, stop right there. So that means that we stop, Krishna's become a Kishore and he's a, he, he's at the point in the Prakatlila where he would go to Mathura, but he doesn't go. Hmm. He stays there. Hmm. And so Radha Kund is there, Govinda Kund, which came from the Arista Sura Lila and the Govardhan Lila, respectively. The whole thing is, is, is fully uh, developed. Krishna's um, 
in the midst of his parakia and and and, 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 and so on. So that's the window that the Gaudias have, have given us. We find that, for example, in Govinda Lilamrita or um, Krishna Bhavanamrita of uh, Krishna Skaviraj, the original writer on this, and uh, and then Vishnachakri Thakur. Krishna, of course, took 11 verses of Rupa Goswami on the Aprakat Lila and turned it into like thousands of verses in Govinda Lilamrita. But that's the window. Um, um, and that's why I say that we find the, 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 the predominance of Sakirasa and Madhurya Rasa uh, in, 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 in the Gaudiya Sampradaya, agents of that type, those types of feelings um, um, have manifested the Gaudiya Sampradaya. So you'll get nourished for that in that, uh, that Sampradaya. You know, Balaba, you know, Sampradaya, was, he was a contemporary of Mahaprabhu. He has an emphasis on the Bali Lila, the, the childhood pastimes. He also has an emphasis on Gopi Bhav, a different type of Gopi Bhav, uh, where you find in Gaudiya Sampradaya. But uh, uh, he's famous, his Sampradaya is famous also for uh, Vatsalya Rasa. So Mahaprabhu approved of Balaba. Um, so, you're not going to be a follower of the Balava Sampradaya and go there and find there's no child's pastimes to take to take part in. That would be a would be a problem. You know, again, I mean, it's how you, as Narutam Thakur says, and it's to say to state it elsewhere and throughout, how you worship that will determine your your you know what you attain. Hmm. Uh, so, all the possibilities are there. Hmm. Can't hear you. I've been kicked off. I, yeah, I don't know what. Oh, there, there she is. She came back from Globe, just see, right? <laughs> I've been kicked off twice, and so I missed a lot of what you said. I'll have to listen to it later. But thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, try to stay connected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with your mercy. <laughs> much, can I ask a? Can I ask a follow-up question? Initiative has a question. Can you hear me, Gormash? We can't hear him. Or does he have a question? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes, Gurnist has a question. My question is, why are you on here? Why are you not working? Yeah, yeah I'm doing both. <laughs> yeah, serving here. Okay, good. You got so your head you on. Me right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I just uh, just a follow up question on that. What you just uh, answered, it seems to me like there's it's psychological, uh, not psychologically, philosophically, a little problematic that 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 the material world could facilitate something in the form of of Yashoda uh, my giving birth that the Swarup Shakti can't provide in the spiritual world. Um, yeah, that's basically my, my question. That, that seems that how could that be that the Swarup Shakti is dependent on the material uh, Shakti to provide that birth giving pastime? Well, I don't think uh, the way, of course, you know, that's looking at it through the lens of, uh, of um, Kavi Karnapur, as I mentioned. Um, it's uh, if we look at the verse from Lagu Bhagavatamrita, 
that I saw, that I mentioned, um, cited by um, Vishwanathakurti Thakur in his explanation, it would seem to include the idea that the birth leela is also there in Goloka, uh, but maybe maybe not. But I, so Kavikarnapur has a different opinion. But I would say that it's not that it can't happen. Hmm? But one of the ways in which it's talked about is that, that they, they, when you film the movie on location, it has extra features, or that is, that is an extra feature. And um, the human-like pastimes performed in human society have an element of more humanness even to them. Therefore, sometimes the Prakat Leela is called the Nara Leela, which means the human Leela. And the apricot leela is called the deva leela. So there's a, a sometimes it said the kadamba trees are bigger there. There's more aishvarya there. <laughs> there's less aishvarya here, more madhurya, because the setting, well, it's just less, it's not the transcendental world, it's the material world. So that, but that is viewed as an extra feature makes it even you know, sweeter, if you will. Um, therefore, sometimes it's said that those in the, in the material world, the sadhakas, want to go to the aprakat leela, and those in the aprakat leela, the siddhas, want to come to the prakat leela. Jiva Goswami's Gop, uh, Gopal Champu um, is a retelling of the whole prakat leela to the residents in the aprakat leela. And so one of the implications of that whole book is that here everybody in Golok is spellbound by hearing the Prakat Leela, hmm? retelling re of it, hmm? and arguably longing, you know, for those times as one does when, when hearing about, you know, oh, remember when we did this, remember when we did that. And so, um, uh, that, that, that arguably, there's, as I say, there's a longing for, to take part in the upper, in the prakat leela by those in the aprakat leela and vice versa. Those in the prakat leela who had not attained perfection are trying to enter the, the aprakat leela. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's uh, and it's not said it's impossible that it could happen there because there are, are limitations, but it's kind of presented more in a positive way that there are elements here that. That that um, that the humanness of it all is played out more, and um, and so you don't have it, you can't do it. But there's just two features: there's the Deva Leela and there's the Nara Leela. One, the former has a little more Aishvarya, the other um, more Madhurya, and they're the same in essence. Um, does that help to answer your question? Yes, thank you. Excellent. Okay. Ramarsh, can I ask a follow-up question? You can. Thank you. Um, so this kind of, your answer kind of brought up a whole set of questions in terms of, so if there's like these different precautions that the, the, the perfected devotees are having their experiences with, so they have these subjective realities that are different. And so they're writing about they're coming here and they're writing about those experiences as Siddhanta. And so it's, 
conceivable that you would have different siddhantas being put out there. And anyway, can you comment on that? That how, how do we harmonize that? How, I mean, I, you just did harmonize it with yeah. Kavi Kanapur. But I mean, sometimes these are things that can really create issues between groups because- Well, yeah, I think, yeah, we have to ask questions, you know, get uh, answers. Um, the, the, the problems between groups are, are not really how the philosophy is presented. The problem with groups in the sectarianism that arises is, is just the uh, Kanishta kind of disposition, part of which is we want to fit everything in between our ears and, 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 and that's it, you know, that's how it works. It's very binary and, you know, linear um, um, and so forth. The philosophy itself, which one can memorize, which one can learn in, in great detail, is is mistaken to be, uh, you know, the reality when it's only an approximation of it to begin with. So, you, you know, you you learn the philosophy and the logic of it, and then you get fixed in there. This is the absolute. It's only this way. It can't be any other way. Um, and that's true. You know, maybe in a broader sense, but but in another sense, again, this is only a way of trying to talk about something that's beyond word, trying to think about something, philosophize about something, theologize about something that's beyond thought. Mm -hmm. So Bhakti Node very makes this point, like he's a history, philosophy, name some other things. These are relative mm -hmm. uh, perspectives. And so that has to be kept um, in mind, but you know what we're talking about here is a madhyama perspective. When you when you actually become a madhyamadikari, well, you don't have any enemies anymore. Your faith is no longer weak. Weak faith requires an enemy. Mm -hmm. And so, well, this sectarianism it really doesn't come from how the acharyas are presenting the philosophy, and where there are differences and different feelings and different emphases. And this this Vishwanath Thakur differs from Baladev Bhutibhusan. How can Baladev be the disciple of, of Vishwanath Chakwati Thakur? And then he has a different opinion on the same verse. Ah, you know, these are just a, a riot, this, this problem, if you will, the sectarianism, uh, infighting and so forth, it's, it's just arising from the Kanishta condition. It's in, it's in, and it's, in, it's, it's inevitable. Uh, it's unavoidable. We try to avoid it, but it can only be avoided and overcome by advancement. I mean, the, the Kanishta has two problems. It's either, uh, it's well, it's one problem, lack of discrimination, and it manifests in two ways. One way, the lack of discrimination, everything's okay. Hmm. Everything is good, you know? <laughs> no, there is a philosophy here, and you know, some things are not good. And the other way is that th this is exactly how it is, and it, it can't be any other way. And, and and uh, and there's a, and there's an inability on the part of the Kanishta to dis, to dis differentiate between details and and principles. And you would be really surprised, you know. I can say, well, how you wear your tea lock is a detail. You go, okay, I think I can get figure that out, you know. But then when we get some real subtle issues, <laughs> and you can say that's a detail, then then your head starts to spin a little. That's a detail too. Oh my goodness, the whole philosophy is a detail. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, so but it, so it takes it takes some realization, some grounding, and some uh, and sufficient shraddha hmm, 
as they say, to live in the gray that it, that it is. You know, she loves me, she loves me not. That's the nature of love, you know. She loves me, she loves me not. <laughs> Krishna himself is wondering about it, you know. So there, there's some, the interesting thing about the stage of nishta, which we could say corresponds with, with, the, with, with the Madhyamadhikari, is that it's a certainty that's full of doubt. <laughs> it's a certainty um, that this is, this, this is it. <laughs> Because he or she, the sadhaka, is, is, is getting experience consistently due to having uh, uh, removed the basic anarthas that get in the way of steady practice. When the practice is steady, there's going to be uh, uh, steady you know, experience, which is the real pramana, the real evidence, the real, you know, it, it, it's grounding. It confirms, you know, this is it. This is otherworldly. You know, I'm, I'm experiencing ecstasy. It's not just a cliche, ecstatic, Prabhu. You know, it, it really is. <laughs> and, uh, and and one weeps, right? And uh, and so forth. So enjoy. So there it is. There's the contradiction again. He's weeping in joy, right? And so he's certain. She's certain. But she's certain that this thing is like bigger than my head. It can't fit in. And what's what's next? I don't know. And and uh, there's there, there, that there's all kinds of possibilities within the parameters, for example, of, of what bhakti rasa um, constitutes. So there, there is a there's a certainty, and and there's a kind of a kind of a doubting as well, like what, what's next, you know, you're, you're ready for it, but, <laughs> uh, and, and, and there's kind of a realization that, you know, that, that, wow, the books, I read 80 books, I studied all of them, you know, and, and, and what it's all about is chanting Hare Krishna <laughs> and and doing it without offense and you know and, and and doing every service I do as not something to get done with but it it is a meditation is all about absorbing my my mind and, and so forth so you know to use a Buddhist phrase chop wood carry water yeah you read all the books it comes comes down to that um, so. So yeah, I think the problem arises just from the Kanishta perspective, and you know it's good to bring up these points and and help you know forewarn and, and such. I, I am quite, pretty consistent in my own way of representing the teaching um, uh, to emphasize a non-sectarian you know perspective. There there are different ways of thinking about the same verse. There's different ways of thinking about the approach. There are different nuanced ideals that can be realized within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and there's different ways to wear a tilak. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I've, I've gone to other missions and been told, you know, your bead bag is wrong, that's wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and they're saying it with the conviction, like, you're not going back to God with that color of a bead bag, you know, that's not happening here, you know. <laughs> So, you know, I just kind of chuckle at that, you know. Okay. Thank you. That was very helpful. Right. Krishna Chaitanya.
I agree. Oh, am I coming through? You are. Yeah. Oh. Is that my basin seat? Uh, my question has to do with I'm a teacher, so sometimes I end up uh, covering different subject matters. And the other day, someone was asking me, I guess they, they, there was a time where they wanted someone to tell a story. And I, they thought that I would be a good storyteller. And I told them, I, only stories I know come from my spiritual tradition. And they said, well, you could probably do it in a secular way. And then I thought, I don't know if I could do that or not. And then I, I'm just wondering if anything comes to your mind, if you had to address people using our tradition and our stories, but somehow make it in a way that it wasn't religious or spiritual. Is that, and in, in addition, uh, sometimes with small groups, I don't have much trouble doing that because I'll answer questions that come out while we're walking in the woods for some reason. Sometimes a kid will say uh, something about, you know, predestination or uh, free will, and then that'll start a conversation and we can talk about that. And I'll just say, well, some say this, some say that, and I'm not trying to. Mm -hmm. And the one other thing uh, is I had sometimes been asked to do a ceremony and then I, I didn't think about it at the time, but it was when a new group of people were coming to the group and I, I used the analogy of the seed and the creeper and watering like that and that we were going to support the person but that analogy is really for pure devotional service and i guess i'm just wondering is is there any problem kind of watering down so to speak our yeah, i understand your question good i remember when i was younger um thinking that many interpretations of the Bhagavad Gita were unbonafide. Uh, Gandhi's interpretation, for example, which is very like social and political in its orientation. And there are others that are psychological, you know, in their uh, orientation um, and so on and so forth. But as time went on, I realized, oh, you know, the Bhagavad Gita is so rich that it lends itself to be a lesson, you know, in, 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 in social economics, let's say, or social political realm or in the, in the realm of psychology or this or that or whatever anybody gets out of it. Um, that's a positive thing or a, a, or a lesson on some aspect of our uh, humanity. Uh, that 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 speaks to the fullness of the Gita. You know, we take it to a spiritual level. It could be interpreted in different ways um, as well. Uh, Shankar has his interpretation. Um, Ramanuja has his interpretation. Uh, we Gaudis have our interpretation, and so on and so forth. So it just it it lends itself, to, and that that's a plus rather than um, a minus. So. Um, 
having said that, I think that uh, you know you take you take the uh, the Lee list, take the Lee of you know Ramchandra, for example. Uh, there are many many lessons in 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 that that are fall short of, of bhakti rasa, which is ultimately what it's about the feeling of it. If you, but ninety nine point nine percent of the people that read the Ramayana are not drawing even focused on or even understanding the the rasa content of the whole thing, uh, and that that it's that it's it's opening the window of that spiritual transcendental uh, um, uh, trans psychological possibility to the to to the reader but, you know they, they 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 read about it and get read read it and 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 get lessons from it you know moral lessons for example uh you know you can't build a staircase to heaven you know however much money you have you know in this world it was Robin's idea, you know. You, you're not. That's the. That's you know one of the lessons. Of course, that's has a religious connotation. But there, but the, in the moral realm, is part of the religious realm. It's a little difficult to separate. Of course, people like to do that. I think we don't need religion for morality, although morality actually comes to humans through religious perspective, where it was thought that there is a real right and a real wrong. If we take God out of the picture and we don't have an ontological grounding to our morality, well, then how much morality we'll have? It's it's pretty questionable. Um, if there's no real actual right beyond what humans think is right or wrong, then who cares? There's no there's no implication besides just this drama of human humanness that we're not, and there's no self anyway, and so go shoot some kids in a school, you know. I mean, uh, that may be part of the reasons. There may be a gun problem too, but in 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 a society. But um, not to get off onto that uh, issue that's uh, recently been um, underscored uh, in uh, in the United States. But um, um, I think that you can find moral lessons. In the different leelas, leela narratives, stories from Bhagavatam, and so on and so forth, um, you know, just let's just say as to, let's say a story as to the futility of the perspective that material acquisition is what will make you happy. Hmm? Taking. Hmm? acquiring adding on rather than letting go and and being all that you are and giving loving rather than taking i mean these are like moral lessons that that i think that are uh, would be acceptable in a school setting that uh, that and those kind of lessons could be drawn from different leela stories or stories of the Bhagavatam and so forth and so they speak on that that level while they also speak on 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 something much higher so there's nothing wrong with looking at it from a from another angle that and drawing lessons from it that pertain to our everyday lives rather than to our preogen you know prospect possibility that you're not the body and and so on and so forth 
So there's nothing, it's not, it's not watering it down. It's just, it's just telling part of it rather than all of it. And everybody doesn't have an appetite uh, or a power to digest, I should say, um, all of it. So I hope that helps. Okay, Sajan. Yes, thank you, Didi. Namaste, Maharaj. Um, I've been uh, I've been studying the uh, Bhagavad for some time now. <clears throat> and Bhagavad. Yeah. Bhagavad. Bhagavad. Yeah. Yes. And um, I couldn't help noticing that um, much of the orientation of the way in which can you hear me all right? Yeah. Oh, much of the orientation in which. Um, Vrindavan Das Thakur uh, speaks about uh, Mahaprabhu is um, of the nature of him of him being Narayan, uh, rather than um, speaking of him, for example, as um, as Krishna uh, in a in a sakrasa mood like that. Um, I'm just so that's that's a little bit of a curiosity. It's not a disturbance. It's just a little bit of a curiosity. I, I think it's wonderful that he's doing that uh, because it's there's so many descriptions of Mahaprabhu himself, uh, his family uh, worshiping Lord Vishnu. And I even there's even one place in which uh, it is said that uh, the name of the uh, the Vishnu de deity in, uh, that was worshipped in Mahaprabhu's home is Adhokshaja. So, um, so uh, that was just a kind of like a, a little bit of a curiosity. And also, before I forget, on a previous in a previous satsang with you, this this could have been a couple of months ago. You mentioned that the uh, the Chaitanya Mangal of Lokshanastak or was was a poetic uh, presentation of uh, of mahaprabhu's life and but i was again i see much kind of poetic um usage and 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 you know exaggeration if uh, in, in all of his uh, biographies by the other the other three authors as well so i just was wondering if yeah. you had any comments in, in either of those respects <clears throat> yes <clears throat> well i think that uh, uh... There's two features, as I sometimes say, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, Leela. One is its breath, breath, and another is its depth. Hmm? So its breath is that it's it it it's can nourish anyone hmm? and everyone, even those who have an orientation towards another sampradaya, like towards Ram Bhakti or or Narayan Bhakti, and so on and so forth. Um, we see Mahaprabhu preaching in South India, for example, and other parts. So there's a there, there's 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 the breath. We find it in Prabhupada's Prabhupada, Prabhupada very much honored that. Um, and in Bombay, there were a lot of devotees who who had um, some some scar. Uh, visitors, temple goers, life members, and so forth for Ram Bhakti. So he put deities of Sita Ram, Hanuman. And then in the one, you know, he had like, I guess, three, you know, chambers and yes. in the middle and the Gornatai on the left and Sita Ram over here and so forth. 
And um, Bhakti Vinod Thakur, uh, with regard to the breadth, also predicted that all the Sampradayas would come under the banner of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you know, in Kali Yuga. Now, you could say that hasn't happened, but in another sense it has, because they've all been given um, uh, life and, and elevated to, to a greater notoriety, kind of put on the stage um, in ways that they had not been prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, appearance and our particular Gaudiya uh, uh, Bhaktivinoda Paribar. Hmm? In, in other words, before Prabhupada, a great emissary of the Bhaktivinoda Paribar came to the West, um, you couldn't find anybody that knew practically anything about Vaishnavism in, in, in Indology. There were some, but they were rare, rare birds. It was all, you know, monism. But Chaitanya Vaishnavism, which Prabhupada was championing, championing and representing, hmm, resulted in interest in Ramanujas, interested in Mud, interested in Nimbarka. And now there's just a, so many people in Indology. Uh, exploring, taking interest, making their their expertise, you know, uh, these other forms of Vedanta, Vaishnav forms of Vedanta. There are now temples for the Sri Sampradaya, you know, big original temples built, you know, in, in this place and that place. And they got priests coming over from the Ramanujya Sampradaya to do the rituals and so forth. And, and, and so probably built the bridge in our Gaudi Sampradaya from Bhakti Thakur, and they walked across. So in many respects, it's, you know, it's happened, not, you know, kind of literally, they don't all say, yes, we're followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but, <laughs> right. but they all have acknowledged Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya in ways that previously they hadn't, um, and, 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 and so forth. So this is another example of the breadth of, mm. of Gaudi Vaishnavism, and its depth, takes us you know, deep inside the internal reasons for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. Hmm? Krishna wanting to taste the bhava of Radha and so forth. This is more specific. And you'll find that really the focus of Chaitanya Charitamrita drawing as Krishna Skavadars does from the theology of the Goswamis that had not yet been churned and developed and, and published at the time uh, that Chaitanya Bhagavat was written, if I recall correctly. Um, um, Chaitanya Charitamrita was a much later work, hmm? and mm. Krishna defers to Vrindavan Das Thakur, which shows you how much the devotees prior to his writing Chaitanya Charitamrita really relished Chaitanya Bhagavat hmm? and its descriptions there. But it's true that comparatively, in his book, comparative. Krishnadas, Kaviraj, Goswamis, Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is more emphasis on, on the breadth than you will find in Chaitanya Charitamrita, but Chaitanya Bhagavad is not without emphasis on the depth uh, as well. So it is clear from the book that Krishnadas, Kaviraj, Goswami has equated Nityananda with Balaram. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with, with, with Krishna primarily. He himself in the book aspires to, he, he, he says, seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the banks of the Ganga with his students, what can this can be compared to? Hmm? You know, 
he says. You know, he can't be he can't be compared to Brihaspati because Brihaspati is the guru of the gods, but he's biased towards the god. And this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is unbiased. He gives his mercy to everybody. He can't be compared to the moon because the moon has spots on this this or Chandra has no spots and so on and so forth. And then he says, if there's anything I could compare him to, well, there's one thing, and that is Krishna, Jamuna Bhuline on the banks of the Jamuna, having a picnic with his friends. That's an apt comparison. And then he goes on to say, and I aspire to enter into that and the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Yatinanabhu gained you know, forever and so forth. So he expresses his own sentiments of Sakurasa. But what there is comparatively in that text, more consideration of the, the consideration of acceptance of the other other perspectives about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that were out, but he he Sita Ram, you know, he, he, when the marriage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnu, it looks like Sita and Ram were coming through the brilliant on the procession. Yes. No, it was Lakshmi Narayan, you know. He's saying <laughs> all of these things. He's acknowledging he's all, of it, but it, but it's also there. Read carefully that he's a Brajbhakta, Vrindavan Das Thakur, and he sees Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in that light. Um, whereas I, again, Krishna's coverage is trying to like focus it a little bit more on that mm. internal reality, and it's the culmination of 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 uh, decades of 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 of, of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and all of the texts of Kabi Karnapur being published, and and uh, all the Vrindavan Goswamis and so on and so forth. Um, now, with regard to your other other part of your question. Um, I, I I don't didn't say that that um, that uh, Lochan Dastakur's Chaitanya Mangal was a poetic book and the others were not, but comparatively and comparison to Chaitanya Bhagavad in particular, it's it's particularly poetic. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, uh, he had a, a you know, uh, uh, a certain flair and expertise for that. So among all of them, I would say it's the most uh, poetic in terms of the, the writing in, in, in Bengali. Uh, uh, you know, every author has a particular uh, style, right? Mm -hmm. So, so com comparatively, but yeah, obviously they're all poetic and they all take poetic license to explain um, um, the, the, the points, the philosophical, theological points that they are particularly uh, focused on. So the focuses are different in the different books and so they come out a little different ways. Sometimes they tell the details and recount the histories and so forth and, and their, um, their language. Um, um, I mean, like you take Chaitanya Charitamrita again. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is basically trying to say, here is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as experienced by Rupa Goswami. That's what the book is. Hmm. That's not exactly what the Vastakura <laughs> is doing in the Chaitanya Bhagavad, for example. <laughs> so that's why they say the hagiographies have are political. That political means that they have a certain, they have a certain uh, bias or a policy that, that, that they want to present <laughs> and that's everything is going to you know be oriented 
and such and the stories you're going to be told such to bring out that point that doesn't make it untrue it's just like emphasizing that that perspective yeah. all right oh yes thank you that was beautiful thank you so much Marsh. so we do have one more question if you have time for it Kumaraj. what's that do you have time for it um brighton devotees <laughs> Brighton devotees, a bright spot, Sunday morning, in a place where the sun never shines, they say. <laughs> That's entirely true, but it used to shine everywhere. Okay, there they are. Okay. Dandavat Pranam Guru Maharaj from all of us here. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, so just a, a quick question. I read the other day, um, I, I'm not so far along in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I've just recently finished the 14th chapter of the Adi Leela. And I read a verse about when Mahaprabhu was a little boy and he met um, Lakshmi Priya when he was down by the Ganga and he was trying to tell all the girls that they should worship him instead of Lord Shiva. And um, in the purport, uh, Prabhupada says that uh, Lakshmi was formerly Janaki, the wife of Lord Ramachandra, and Rukmini, the wife of Lord Krishna in Dwarka. So I was just wondering, and I thought I'm sure this will probably be revealed as I'm reading further, but Mahaprabhu's second wife, Vishnupriya, how, how do we see her? So if his first wife is seen as, um, like she, she was Sita and she was also um, Rukmini, how, how is um, Vishnupriya? seen? She's seen somewhat differently by different uh, sects within uh, Gaudi Vaishnavism. Um, uh, there are some who are like so disposed towards Vishnu Priya that they, they won't ever chant the name of Radha. <laughs> they're, they're a little bit extreme, just to give you one uh, end of the, the, the spectrum, if you will. Um, but um, in our Parivar or Bhakti Vinod, Bhakti Vinod has referred to her as Bhakti Devi. Um, and, um, and at the same time, he looks at both, I would say, Lakshmi Priya and Vishnu Priya as, um, and appropriately so, as uh, Vaikuntha manifestations of uh, Krishna's uh, consorts. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with Vishnu Priya was worshipped by Bhaktivinoda Thakur as Gornarayan. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of thing that we find that somewhat in Chaitanya Bhagavat that, that the previous question was, was, was about. Um, and course uh in in Vaikuntha then there's you know Budevi Lila uh, Lakshmi there are different goddesses they're all Lakshmi's if you will I mean there's, there's really one but yeah there's, there are there are three different manifestations and um so I think that she may be identified with uh with, with Budevi I'd have to I forget, but 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 in each case, these are uh, both Lakshmi Priya and Vishnu Priya represent the uh, consort of 
Godhead with some element of Aishvarya in our worship in Vaidhi Bhakti. Because from the Rag Bhakti perspective, of course, well, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna and he's Radha at the same time. And if we were to separate the Radha out from him, we'd have Gadadhar Pandit. That's why Gadadhar Pandit gradually, gradually moves to the background. He's with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu throughout his youth. Sachi puts him in charge to watch over Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he doesn't hurt himself in his madness. Like when he heard from Gadadhar that don't weep, Krishna's in your heart, and he tried to tear apart his chest. When he went to Puri, because Gadadhar Pandit was a, was, was a brahmachari, so he didn't have a family, he, when he went with Mahaprabhu. He stayed with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there. Um, he uh, worshipped Toto Gopinath, and as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became more and more internal um, and unav unavailable to the public, under the care of came under the care of Sroop Damodar and Ramananda Roy. Gadadhar has stayed out of the picture. What's happening is Gadadhar is staying out of the picture because the bhava of Radha that's fully manifested in him is, is being given to Mahaprabhu. So in the end, Mahaprabhu is actually Krishna realizing and experiencing what he came to experience from an internal point of view. That's what the last verse of Shikshastakam is about. And it's it's practically the last verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Shikshastakam is found at the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, and it's presented in a systematic way by Krishna Kaviraj Goswami. And in the last verse, he says in his brief commentary, this verse was spoken by Radha. And Krishna has remarks, this is spoken by Radha. To the point you realize it's, he did it. <laughs> he's successful. And he's successful with the tutelage of Ramananda Roy, whom there are different opinions about, but Krishna Kaviraj Goswami compares to Subal Saka, ministering to Krishna in his separation from Radha, and Surup Damodar, who, who Krishna Das Kaviraj identifies with, with Leetasaki, both of them counseling Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gore Krishna, and helping him through citing different verses to augment his ecstasy, which they understood very well, that he could step into the shoes, if you will, into the dress of Radha and experience himself from her perspective. And Gadadhar is stepping to the back. You wonder why isn't Gadadhar there? Well, he has to get out of the picture. Hmm? So that all the Radha Bhav, he can empty it out in selflessness and give and give it to give it to, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? But he is the Radha hmm, of Gorlila. So we won't identify Vishnu Priya or Lakshmi Priya. Hmm? We look at them from a Vaidhi Bhakti perspective. Hmm? And also, if you look at Vishnu Priya from that angle of vision, you can appreciate uh, it because when Mahaprabhu took sannyas, hmm, just before he took sannyas, Vishnu Priya, of course, knew what was happening that night, and and the look on her face, uh, you know, caused Mahaprabhu to, have to discuss with her. This is very beautifully presented in in Lochandas Thakur's book Chaitanya Mangal. You won't find any anything 
like what you'll find there and the word in the poems of Lochandas is very very touching and beautiful those moments and of course Mahaprabhu says in this Leela you and I have come again and our our Leela is to give bhakti to the world to give to the people who are bewildered by Maya I have to enter the Aranyam, the forest, for this. So in this Leela, you and I are to weep for the conditioned souls. And so, he, so she acquiesces. She defers to that. This is our Leela. And so Mahaprabhu can take sannyas. So with her blessing, if you will, so to speak, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's another way of looking, is given, is given to the world by Vishnu Priya. That far and wide, this uh, can distribute the Yuga Dharma, um, and this is her, her role, stepping out of the way so that it can happen. And that's the breath again of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, rather than the depth. It has a Vaidhi Bhakti, you know, side to it, uh, social, spiritual activism, if you will. Of course, it's a means also to the internal. Uh, uh, Reality of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Kirtana Prabhava, Smarana Svabhava, by the power of Kirtan, one can enter into real uh, meditation on the internal reasons for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent and so on and so forth. Uh, but not necessarily, everyone, everyone will, go, will, will go there. So it's, it's, it, she's about the breath, hmm? if you will, and the Yuga Avatar aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's the Yuga Avatar. Hmm? Stepping in the place of the Yuga Avatar, giving a giving a persona to the Yuga Avatar, which otherwise called Triyuga, which means he doesn't appear in Kali Yuga, but ah, he does, as Bhagavatam says, Chanakalo uh, in, in a disguised way he comes. So that's the breath, the Yuga Avatar side, and then there's the that he's Swayam Bhagavan internal side, that he's Krishna. And well, what's Krishna doing here? Well, there are some special reasons for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, that's, again, the emphasis of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So we look at her in, in, in that light. In Bhaktivinotaka, established deities of Krishna Priya and, and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Yogapit, birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his own bhajan, Kutir, in Godrum, and the deities of Gorgadhar. Does that help? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Vishnu Priya Devi Ki Jai. Jai. Hari Bo. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Hari Bo. Jai. Hope to be here next week. Hari yes, thank you so much for, for your wonderful answers to all the questions. And have a wonderful week. And we'll make a couple announcements for devotees to stay on. Hari Bo. Hari Bo. Haribo, so um, this next month in June, we're gonna have a different schedule with the topic of eight classes um, due to just changing out from COVID's uh, kind of time where we all were um, getting online a lot. We're backing out on the number of classes and, and it's just gonna be Every Sunday, we're going to have continue to have Guru Maharaj's question and answer. 
And then on Wednesdays, there's going to be classes and I, they're just going to be, um, they're not going to be series. Um, they're just going to be classes, individual classes. So starting um, Wednesday, June 8th, Shana Sundar will be giving class on June 15th, which is Wednesday, Brigu will be giving class um, June 22nd. Shamananda will be giving class and June 29th, Bhakti Rasa will be giving class. So that's the lineup for June. And um, yeah, less classes. We're hoping everybody will catch up to some of the, all the classes that are up there that I'm sure most of us have not been able to listen to all of them. And um, we'll see everybody soon. Jai, how do you go?